Hello and welcome to Nodicast, the podcast on nonlinear dynamics, the essential theory that governs pretty much everything on Earth and beyond. I'm C. Nararaj of Villanova University, senior editor and host of Nodicast. Nodicast is an outreach of nonlinear dynamics, the journal published by Springer Nature. Today, I will be sitting down with Professor Giuseppe Rega, Professor Emeritus at Sapienza University in Rome, Italy. To those of us who work in nonlinear dynamics, Professor Rega's substantial amount of work is very familiar. Professor Rega is particularly noted for his work on cable dynamics, nonlinear normal modes, and for his recent work on exploiting nonlinear dynamics for practical system design. But of course, his work spans a lot more diverse areas, ranging from structural dynamics to control theory. So, we'll provide links to his profile and some papers on the Nodicast website, nodycast.org, nodicast.org. Please feel free to take a look. My discussion with Professor Rega today was triggered by two articles that I read that he wrote recently on the subject. One, a comprehensive review of the state of the art on nonlinear dynamics in mechanics, and another on 40 years of development, especially focusing on Professor Ali Naife's seminal contributions. Professor Rega's long and distinguished career in the diverse subfields of nonlinear dynamics gives him a unique perspective to talk authoritatively on the history, state of the art, and potential future developments in nonlinear dynamics in mechanics. So, this is what we will focus on today. By the way, when I say sitting down, I mean I'm sitting in my home in Philadelphia, USA, and Professor Rega is in his house or office in Rome, Italy, uh, you know, across the pond. So we are not physically in the same room, but nevertheless on the same mental manifold, let's say. Good day, Professor Rega, and welcome to Nodicast, the podcast on nonlinear dynamics. Thank you very much for sitting down with me for this exciting discussion. It's indeed an honor, and I'm really looking forward to a stimulating conversation. Uh, I, I like the two review articles you did recently, one in 2020 for nonlinear dynamics, uh, which was uh, an homage to Professor Neife. Uh, and then in 2022, you wrote, a, very recently you wrote an article in uh, uh, the ASME journal uh, on um, a perspective on uh, nonlinear dynamics in mechanics. Uh, you know, where do you think, where do you think the field is and where it should go and things like that. Um, I thought that's actually a good, um, good article to start uh, a discussion on. And uh, if you can just outline, you know, just, just the overall thesis of this article, like just start with, uh, the main stages of development, as you called it, of, of nonlinear dynamics and mechanics. Um, and then maybe that gives us an opportunity to go um, more in depth after that. Okay, good. Um, so I can start. Uh, you are already registering. Yes, okay. yes. Um, yes. 
the idea that uh, I was uh, working about uh, uh, in the last have been working about in the last few years is that uh, is that um, is the one of uh, um, trying to catch uh, which is the point at which uh, our discip the discipline of uh, the area of nonlinear dynamics has come after I would say more or less 40 or 50 years of strong developments within the engineering community. It seems to me, uh, also talking with a number of uh, colleagues, that uh, we are at a kind of turning point in some sense as regards uh, the meaning, the role of this big area within the engineering community. And so this is the reason why I I started writing something moving from the occasion of uh, giving a tribute to to Alinefi as one of the founders or fathers anyway of nonlinear dynamics within the engineering realm and then and then uh, moving from there trying to to make some uh, some consideration and um, and so this is uh, what I started doing in my first uh, paper that you mentioned. And it was also the occasion for me for revisiting a little bit uh, the, 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 the previous parts, the, 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 the original developments of the, of the field, which, as you know well, was, uh, was in the hand of... Uh, of mathematicians and dynamical systems yes. people mm -hmm. and then it was mm -hmm. uh, uh, it was transferred uh, more or less smoothly towards uh, the mid uh, the mid or after the mid of the of the last century to the engineering community and so i started from from the, from them and i also noticed that actually apart from an interesting paper by by Bala Balachandran and Steve Shaw, who made uh, mm -hmm. a kind of survey of what was going on in uh, in the area of engineering, there was actually nothing uh, a little bit more structured in in the area, and so I, I I tried to make a kind of path by myself. Yeah, I mean it is challenging, as like you say in this paper. Uh, considering the sort of the breadth of development in nonlinear dynamics, it's difficult to come up with a comprehensive uh, review of you know of what has happened, and uh, that's that's uh, quite quite difficult. So, if I can just uh, ask a question um, uh, when you were talking, something occurred to me. So, you know, and there was an interesting transition that happened from where it was used by predominantly developed by uh, mathematicians, like you know, and and uh, perhaps mechanics. Uh, people in physics, um, maybe that's what you would call Poincaré and people like that. And then it transitioned to engineering. Did that, do you think that happened more in the 1960s and 70s, perhaps? That is after the, my, my guess is that the space um, race, uh, you know, challenged us to develop more advanced tools um, in dynamical modeling for engineering systems. Um, you know, what do you think was the impetus or the uh, motivation for getting into, for the, for the engineers to get into the nonlinear dynamics arena? 
but I, I would say that actually engineers were, uh, were working on nonlinear dynamics even much before. One can remember that both uh, Georg Dufing and Balthasar van der Poel, they were two mm -hmm. engineers and their work was uh, yeah. more or less parallel, I would say, to the one by Poincaré. And they were, the first was working in, in the field of nonlinear mechanics and the second in, in the electrical field, more or less. Yes. And they were motivated by engineering, engineering problems. Then there was a big, a big, uh, a big void time for engineers. And as you say, after the after the mid of the of the last century due to the greatest developments that there was in there were in the in the mathematics realm and also the big problems coming out in in the engineering with the development of aerospace and uh, um, big big uh, bridges um, um, big big construction so that the the, the nonlinear problems became more uh, the importance of nonlinear nonlinear problems became more evident to the community and so there was this uh, this uh, focus but the focus started along the same line i would say previously developed by those two engineers and in fact the community has been working for decades on these two archetypal two or three or a little bit more archetypal oscillators the van der Poel one the the doofing ones and and then and then now now of course th things are changing with the new with the new millennium we are realizing people are realizing that our systems are much more complicated than those uh, uh, reliably describable with uh, with the, with those archetypal oscillators and so this is a transition that is occurring actually in my opinion yeah, that's a good point yeah no that's a very very good point and uh, as you were talking i was also thinking about a little bit later people like von karman um, you know, of and they, uh, the the need to explain the aeroelastic excitation that uh, that resulted in the big disaster in Tacoma Narrows and so on. Tacoma so Bridge and, and, Tacoma and Bridge other and, events and then, like this, of course, in the different realms of technology. Flutter in aircraft, which were related, and they found that there were these were related problems. So, yeah, so that's that's very interesting. So. Um, so I so I like the way you you laid it out here. You know, you kind of talk about how initially there were analytical techniques for nonlinear oscillations, and then it led to more you know complex complex dynamics, uh, and then experimental. So do you think experimental um, aspects of it kind of lagged behind these, <clears throat> or or do you still think? Because I think you make the point, which I agree with, that even today we still. Uh, aren't at the level of sophistication we need to be for um, experimentation in nonlinear dynamics. Would you say that's true? I would say that experimentation in nonlinear dynamics is essential to to 
to validate and to verify all the all the the achievements that uh, can be obtained uh, mostly as regards the, the the field of complex responses because as you say as you say we had uh, we had a, a long period of time in which uh, the focus was on the analytical methods and uh, and the kind of uh, regular or periodic or non-linear response but then there was the explosion of uh, complexity and the chaotic motions and so on and uh, and uh, it has been uh, it happened that a lot of uh, a lot of good scientists i would say nearly nearly all of us uh, dealing with those uh, with those problems uh, were able to discover strange phenomena uh, for uh, for those archetypal oscillators or similar ones but uh, not well linked to real problems in terms of values of the coefficients or parameters investigated and so on so only when one one is able to uh, to go to a real problem uh, to consider a structure a mechanical system which can be in some way realized in an experiment and and verify one can verify whether the kind of responses that one is finding is a, is a real one or or only a merely numerical one obtained for uh, for um, unreliable or somehow inconsistent uh, values of the coefficients or parameter from the physical viewpoint but of course uh, experimentation in nonlinear dynamics is extremely difficult and so yes, and so yes. this is uh, there is need of a balance and i i think that yes. still a lot has to be done yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed when I see experimental work carefully done and uh, they're actually demonstrating, you know, systems. And um, because a lot of the, I, I work a lot of with uh, people with uh, machinery, both rotating machinery as well as uh, uh, even recently more rail vehicle dynamics. Uh, also, even uh, apart from machinery, we also looked at a lot of um, getting a lot of data from biomedical systems. And, you know, nonlinearity is very apparent, very, very obviously present but it's not it's mixed up it's not carefully done experimentation these are you you know it's there and it's due to so many different reasons that are uh uh you know uh, conflicting with each other that are overlapping with each other and we know the even the evidence of the nonlinear phenomena uh, the, the nonlinear mechanisms that exist but we don't, but the experiments haven't been haven't been conducted to separate them you know to say this is why what's causing this and what are the parameter values that you mentioned. Uh, and um, I think it's very challenging. We've been working with the rail vehicle people to try to construct more control studies on this. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, at this point, it's it's just a mishmash of uh, just a mixture of all these responses. And, rot and rotor dynamics has suffered from the same problem for a number of years. Yes. So I agree. So, you know. I, I, I fully agree. I've been working mostly on uh, geometrically nonlinear systems, those those uh, 
amenable to, to, to large displacements and, and this kind of things and, uh, and uh, like cables, arches uh, or, uh, or membrane and, and, and doing experiments in that field and catching the real, the real um, sequence of bifurcations which leads to a certain strange phenomenon or, or to a coupling of motion in different directions or, or this kind of is extremely difficult and one can easily uh, one can easily um, may derive uh, um, partially incorrect uh, uh, information about what is uh, is obtaining because there are that there is influence also of a lot of other effects for instance i remember very well that when he, when we did uh, i would say around the, the around the turn of the, the last century when we did some experiments on nonlinear dynamics of uh, cable systems there was an extreme sensitivity to thermal to thermal problems and we were forced to put our all our our apparatus in a kind of thermal chamber in order to to get more reliable information on the sequence of dynamical events which which led or not to a certain outcome so is is that real? The thermal effect is it on the uh, is it thermal stresses? Uh, what is no, the thermal effect was due, of course, of environmental environmental effects, uh, strong oh, environmental effects on the on the, on the apparatus, and so and so. I one needs some kind of of uh, I would say thermal chamber or something, and this happens in in many other situations. I can I can imagine you are talking of uh, of. Uh, bio biomechanics and the situation over there is uh, is very complicated or in aeroelasticity one can think of what uh, is able to find in a in a cha in aerodynamic chambers with the wind uh, wind effects or so on so uh, doing experiments is difficult and another important point is uh, what are the experiment uh, uh, um, designed for? Uh, catching some basic phenomenon or describing the whole scenario or, uh, or validating some, uh, the results of some numerical simulation? So the, the 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 scopes, the aims can be different and uh, and different kind of. Uh, of uh, apparatuses or different uh, position has to be taken in order to clearly catch was what one is interested in. Absolutely, that's a very good point. So you know something you mentioned. Maybe I'll mention. Maybe it's an obvious point, but um, so the what, I think what happens is when we do when we primarily deal with linearized uh, systems and and we a lot of the interactions with other things that we don't think about, such as thermal uh, fluid, um, 
you know, we we tend to ignore because they tend to be nonlinear, the, the, right? And not always, but many times there are nonlinear effects. So, so now you have to rethink what the potential interactions are when you design your system. Right? So, Absolutely. So that is that is the issue. And yeah. one has to catch which are the more important nonlinearities. For instance, in the microsystems or nanosystems, one has to deal with the different nonlinearities with respect to the one to which many of us were were used to. And so the electrostatic, the electrostatic and, uh, electrodynamic, all those due to associated with uh, with uh, with um, strange uh, strange uh, effects, uh, fringe effects, or or other kind of effects. One has to determine to identify which are the more important ones. And often they are competing with each other and selecting the the right one on which focus the attention is uh, is not easy. Yes, yes, yes. And so, so uh, b b before we move on, I just wanted to mention something that I had experience with, which is uh, what are called electromagnetic bearings that are used in rotating machinery. And um, you know, um, invariably, the, it's it, the almost all the designs that currently exist are linearized responses. So I started to look at the nonlinear uh, dynamics of this about 20 years ago. And I remember uh, having a conversation with somebody who is a leader in magnetic bearings. And I was just looking at it as an, as, meaning my team was just looking at it as a dynamic problem without much practical you know, uh, consideration. We just wanted to see what are the nonlinear effects. So you know, this expert who is very good, whom I respect, he actually said, well, it's not an issue. Nonlinearity is not an issue with, with magnetic bearings. You are just seeking, you're looking for tiny little things that don't, don't exist. And actually he's partially right because, because it's always used in a controlled environment, meaning with feedback control. You know, and I was thinking when you're talking about MEMS, a sort of similar problem comes up because when it's used in a controlled environment, you control it to keep the the responses low, small, and when you do that, you end up with a you know predominantly a linear system. So, so in a sense, feedback control uh, enables you to ignore the nonlinearities, um, unless so. So of course you know we we can talk about other issues here. That is, if you do that, then you are perhaps missing an opportunity to get a better solution, a more optimal uh, solution in some way. Maybe you're missing an opportunity to, um, you know, have much better performance from your system um, by letting it get into the nonlinear regime, right? So feedback control, which, which we normally don't experience with a lot of mechanical systems, we don't think about that. So we can say well, it, it, the, the displacement gets large, it becomes nonlinear, and then the nonlinear effects evidence themselves. But sometimes if you put a feedback control on it and you very, very tight control so that responses are very low, unless it blows up, so unless something happens, you know, it's, it's uh, linear. So you say, well, it's linear. I don't have to worry about it. You, you, see, you see what I'm saying? That, so the feedback control has another you know, problem in this. Uh, in the the, the, the problem of uh, uh, interaction between... Uh, between nonlinear dynamics and control is is a big one. Actually, you are fully right. I agree with you, and uh, I would say that um, 
uh, interest towards this, uh, this kind of problem uh, became fully apparent uh, in the last decade, I would say, of, of last century. And now, now can, one cannot, uh, cannot reliably uh, work in nonlinear dynamics of actual systems without also thinking of how controlling a number of a number of phenomena that are observed and and so in this uh, in this sense all this play between linear and nonlinear all the all the, the problems concerned with uh, hiddening somehow some some nonlinear effects due to also to some kind of applied control or or exploit making them evident which means also exploiting them the exploitation of nonlinear of nonlinearity is now as you know well is is a big issue and one can only exploit well nonlinear nonlinearities if one is also able to properly control them their effects yes. So one has to, to to make a transition also in 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 the, in the in the area of control from a linear viewpoint to a non-linear viewpoint, which 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 also means mixing different disciplinary contexts, because people working in non-linear control are not well aware of nonlinear dynamics and vice versa. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, quite funny to me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's it's really interesting. Uh, you know, we, uh, I mean, we have, I have, you know, friends who do nonlinear control and we look like we sit in different, spa <laughs> different yes. spaces. It's very, very interesting. Uh, so, th so that actually, that's something that you talked about in your, in your paper about hybridizing, what you call hybridizing. And control was, in fact, I just noticed was one of the first things you yes, talked about. Yes, um, in fact, control and coupled systems and so on. But not the only um, one. Not the only one. There are there are many other. Yeah. So so maybe we can talk about um, you know I, again you 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 I have to congratulate you on your, on an excellent career. You've done very very uh, very impressive work in everything from you know cable uh, dynamics to exploiting nonlinearities and uh, you know including your current work on uh, dimensionality uh, reduction and so on this is a good point for us to take a break we'll be right back after this announcement you are listening to nodicast a lively podcast on nonlinear dynamics covering the latest research on new methods exciting applications and breakthroughs i'm c nadaraj from villanova university your host Nodicast is an outreach of nonlinear dynamics, the journal published by Springer Nature. Okay, now let's get back to our conversation. How about we talk about um, maybe exploiting nonlinearity? Where are the opportunities and where, where we are right now, where we can go? Um, so maybe I'll let you lead this. I, I would say that... Uh, um that uh, nonlinearities could be exploited, should be exploited uh, along different lines of developments. Because um, one, uh, one apparent th uh, things is the improvement that should be, should be um, obtained uh, as regards the, 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 
the, the, the operational work of, uh, of a huge number of systems and structures. And um, for instance, uh, resonance phenomena, uh, which usually are thought to be avoided, uh, could instead be exploited for realizing a number of effects like uh, tra like transfer of energy from one energy uh, one primary system to a to a secondary system, and this can be done in various ways. As you know well, uh, there are there there has been in the last uh, couple of decades all the developments concerned with the so-called targeted energy transfer uh, according to which uh, just working on so-called essential non-linear systems one is able to get to exploit at the best in some sense some resonance effect in order to 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 um, to to reduce the vibrations of the reference system in which in one is interested and also sometimes uh, in parallel harvesting some energy for instance so this is one case but many other many other examples could be done uh, of systems and situation and phenomena that can be can be ex could be exploited for uh, for better uh, for bet for improving the the, the 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 working of systems and structures um, i i would i would also uh, distinguish between uh, between local dynamics effects and global dynamics effects um, do you think that they are both important or not? Because my feeling is that there is not yet, not yet enough uh, attention paid to the global dynamics effect. Uh, local dynamics mm -hmm. is uh, is uh, very very well addressed, and many people are working on that. But global dynamics is not yet fully fully you, I mean fully investigated is, and exploited uh, is do you think it's simply because it's just uh, difficult of, of <laughs> course it's much more difficult <laughs> yeah. it's much more difficult mostly mostly if one wants to move from systems to with a few degrees of freedom to systems to many degrees of freedom because one has to deal with uh, much higher dimensional uh, phase spaces in which in which it is extremely difficult to not only to to this not only to understand but also to describe the global dynamics effects which means the effects of the initial conditions which come into play because one is not even able to to make a, a, a drawing, a proper drawing, to 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 catch what what is going on, and so I think I think in that sense uh, a lot should be done more than. No, do you think that? Um, so is 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 it your opinion that uh, uh, for, let's take energy harvesting for example? Uh, you know, I, I know a little bit about it. We wrote in a couple of papers on that, um, and. Um, 
So do you think, uh, so to, in my perspective, energy harvesting is still in its infancy because the, right, you know, and it's kind of more along, if you look at your diagram, more in the sort of the basic exploration rather than a large scale, you know, application realm. Um, do you think what's holding it back is lack of understanding of the uh, global dynamics um, or is it something else? Is it some, you know, engineering aspect that's holding us back? Uh, I, what do you think? I would, I would say both, for sure, both. Uh, for sure, you are right. The engineering aspects have to be better uh, understood and uh, and uh, included into the into the the study one is uh, is doing um, for instance if one think of uh, all the problem of catching wind energy uh, which is a big problem a big issue and uh, extremely important one and uh, uh, all the the, the 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 role the role played by nonlinear dynamics in the in the studies which have been uh, which have been conducted up to now i would say are still uh, are still um, um, quite quite low quite uh, um, inessential i would say so so exploiting nonlinear dynamics in the field of harvesting with energy has been has been um, frequented and uh, addressed in a proper way by putting all the all the um, all the necessary items into into the problem very few very few in fact also from uh, from the um, scientific point of view apart from the technological one very few initiatives have been uh, taken as regards uh, as regards using properly using non-linearities mm. in the in the in the field of uh, wind energy harvesting uh, mm. not even mm -hmm. uh, not even scientific studies you may for instance i remember that uh, uh, i i am i am in the in the um, in the general assembly of the international union of theoretical and applied mechanics and iutem mm -hmm. and uh, only in the last very last assembly we have discussed and approved the next iutem symposium devoted to exploiting nonlinearity in uh, for wind energy so it is the first mm. time that the that a proposal like this one has been has been presented to the community of uh, of mechanicists and nonlinear dynamicists wow. and wow. so this means mm -hmm. that also from the scientific viewpoint we are still we are still uh, back in the in the, in 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 the field and so you can imagine how back we are in the from the technological viewpoint also in, in mm -hmm. also as regards properly describing all the specific uh, features of the of the engineering problem of the real engineering problem with which one is is working on for example catching en energy getting energy from uh, sea wave motion 
uh, yeah, yeah. a number of studies have been made, but uh, and also some experiments, some interesting experiments have been done, but we are still very, very back in in the developments, and uh, and a lot is due to it's not, it's a... mis misrepresentation of uh, engineering issues apart from uh, incomplete mm. representations of nonlinear dynamics issues so yes yes yeah, yeah so i mean it's very interesting that you said i i'd like to follow up on that but i was just going to mention that when i was an undergraduate student in india which was you know many many four decades ago they were doing experiments on getting energy from the ocean i mean it's they've been doing this for so long and still waiting for some something to happen, right? Uh, and like you say, you know, uh, I don't know where, I, I don't, I, I would think ocean, I don't know this, but I think ocean energy might be easier to harvest um, in some ways. Uh, I think it's more, perhaps more predictable. We, we mapped out a lot of things and we predict things much better, I think. Um, you know, but what is the... Um, Mis you mentioned something about misrepresentation of engineering. What, what do you mean by that? What is the? I'm I'm not talking of 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 a specific uh, problem or system. I'm talking in general that uh, not all the effect, not all the effects that uh, that come into play are adequately taken into account. For, okay. for instance, okay. Okay. if one you are talking of. Uh, uh, getting uh, energy from the sea wave but um, as you know well most of the studies which have been going on uh, consider the motion of the the, 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 the the sea motion as an harmonic one or something like this and so yeah, all yeah, the effects yeah. which are due to stochasticity and so on and, and this kind of effects not only uh, have to be taken into account for better describing the specific engineering problem, but also have to be taken into account because they play a great role in the kind of dynamic response that is obtained. And they come into play mostly if properly doing a global analysis besides a local one because the effects of the disturbances of the perturbations of the uncertainties and so on play an extremely great problem both from the engineering point of view and I would say from the theoretical dynamics point of view mm. what do you think mm. do you agree with that yeah oh absolutely absolutely um, um... You know, I, I, as, as you were talking, I was, I was uh, kind of, my mind jumped to this other problems that, uh, that you talked about, which is multi-physics, multi-dimensional systems, because some of these things you're talking about relates to that, relates to, um, I think, uh, our uh, compartmentalization of uh, knowledge, um, you know, and we sit in a certain space. I mean, I, we, we, I, um, for, for a few years, uh, we were working on, a, um, I was leading a team working on autonomous systems uh, on the sea. And then I was struck by how little I know about the dynamics of uh, a boat, for example, simple thing like a boat on in water. Um, you know, even though I, 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 I claim to have worked on dynamics, a variety of dynamics problems over many decades, 
uh, I realized that there's so little I know about it. And there's so little I know about the kind of uh, waveforms that you talked about here. You know, it's that because it's, if you look at a typical, even a vibrations book, it will talk about some basic oscillation due to the wave or something like that, which is always harmonic, you know. It's, and so that's when I actually looked into this and realized how little, uh, you know, maybe the ocean engineering people know, but, you know, others don't know, right? So so we have this problem of this compartmentalization that I think, uh, you know, really negatively impacts our uh, ability to make uh, advancements. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, so one of the things that I, I wanted to get your take on is, you know, things like, if you think about the big advances technologically that are happening today, you know, things like, uh, robotics, uh, unmanned systems, uh, machine learning, you know, all of these other sort of engineering level of, of things that are happening, there, there is a significant amount of nonlinearity in all of these systems that are just brushed aside to a large extent. I mean, I, I want to be careful what I say. That, I mean, that there are people who I'm sure who are working on things. But to a large extent, uh, these are not, it's not being attacked centrally. You know, these are central, to me, the central problems. If you build an, I had the opportunity to work with the, uh, some autonomy programs on a, on a, on a software running on a, on a car model, on a real, real physical, you know, model of a car. And you can see nonlinearity in everything it's doing, but it's not being considered. It's just being thrown as a, just a computer problem. You just throw, you know, throw all your model at it and it'll do something. And then you control it. So control in a way uh, is advocated as a way to uh, to wish away the nonlinearity, to, to kind of do away with the nonlinearity and not, not worry about it, right? And so I, I don't know what your perspective is on all these sort of newer emerging technologies uh, and where the nonlinear dynamics could play a role in some of these things. I... I am sure that nonlinear dynamics can play a role. The problem is, uh, is just uh, putting in the right contact different worlds. Uh, the, the, hmm. in, in, in some sense, our community of uh, nonlinear dynamics is mechanics as, uh, as some historical responsibility I would say, because for maybe for too long time has been a little bit too closed in itself. Um, I would say that now, mm. now um, as a community, we are at the, at the right stage of uh, maturity to, 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 to expose ourselves to confrontation with all these other environments, the control people, the, 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 the ocean engineering people, the, the, the people working on, uh, on microsystems or nanosystems, the people in uh, mechanical engineering, the people working in artificial intelligence, who know what we don't know at uh, in in their specific realm and which we should try to um, we should we should try to catch uh, to enter in those fields and uh, and to understand which are the real nonlinear dynamics dynamic effects 
to be considered to to put to their atten attention of those people exploiting their knowledge and transferring our knowledge to them and so this is what i mean when i call of hybridization of course which is uh, mm. which is an up uh, up and down or or two way two way transfer of knowledge and uh, and capabilities in some sense I I don't know I don't know well yet what can be done but all the all the all the developments of artificial intelligence and machine learning you are maybe much much more expert than me in this in this field I don't think yet they they fully exploit uh, the the nonlinearities which are hidden or or that can be artificially added to the system they are they are working on and so in some sense uh, that there, there is a prattery to be prattery of 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 problems to be addressed in in those yes, fields yes, yes. i think yeah. i i don't know i don't know well yet what can be done but all the all the all the developments of artificial intelligence and machine learning you are maybe much much more expert than me in this in this field i don't think yet they they fully exploit uh, the, the nonlinearities which are hidden or or that can be artificially added to the system they are they are working on and so in some sense uh, that there is a prattery to be prattery of 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 problems to be addressed in in those yes, fields yes, yes. i think yeah. yeah we did a recent paper um, in ieee journal where looked at one of my students looked at the nonlinearity in a neural network you know simple neural network uh, <laughs> i think it was the first paper in that um in, in looking at that so but it's very simplistic paper you know very very simple structure because i i i i think um you know my sense is that engineering if you look at the developments of engineering in the last 200 years engineering tends to step ahead of science many times right which is which is which which may be okay i mean like you know we built bridges before we really understood beam theory you know um so uh, you know they still worked right so um we even um you know if you look at a lot of the even the mechanical or even aerospace engineering systems or even things like nanomaterials we tend to build things uh and experiment and push it and then look for a reason how why it worked or why it didn't work how to optimize it and that's where we come back to science so so my sense is that you know this is a good thing uh in 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 the machine learning uh is moving ahead because they are seeing results you know in they're not um uh, they're not um uh, rigorous in the way we expect it you know we we in our, our fields we expect a rigorous result for example you can build uh, a control system for a nonlinear you know like a nonlinear control using a neural network but 
you know, if you normally, with a nonlinear controller, you would build a Weyler-Epanol function and ensure that it is stable in the you know, con uh, conditions under which it's operating. With the neural network, you don't have that, um, uh, you know, uh, you don't have that uh, guarantee of stability. How would you ever build and design and build, you know, a system where you don't even know if it's going to be stable or you don't even know its performance, you, that it could go beyond its performance limits. So this is why, for example, certain like um, sensitive uh, applications such as de defense and aerospace um, will not approve systems which are integrated machine learning right now because you don't have the ability to uh, uh, you know, pass the specifications that are required, that require all of these guarantees. Right. So that's kind of where it is. And to me, um, you know, my perspective is that it's, we need to explore the nonlinearity before you can, uh, be, because they're essentially nonlinear, uh, you know, structures. So we need to, so so some of the work we are doing is, you know, kind of uh, merging that with nonlinear dynamics. Uh, for example, you can force your solution to lie on a manifold, you know, that comes from your nonlinear dynamical model that underlies your system uh, behavior. You know things like that, right? And there are other people doing this as well right now. It's it's kind of picking up speed, and uh, and I think we will see something. But but I'm just saying, I'm kind of trying to say a positive thing here, saying uh, it's getting results, so they're doing it. Engineers do what they do. You know, they don't think about necessarily the fundamental aspects um, that that we and I are talking about. So, and I think I think with the I think you refer to control as well as, as a problem. It's the same, same, same thing, you know. Um, um, so, as, as regards the, the the the, I I would say that there are there are in some sense two different uh, two different perspectives uh, as regards uh, as regards exploiting nonlinear dynamics for I would say classical systems classical applications of uh, mechanical engineering or aerospace or also civil engineering one should definitely make make uh, a step forward moving from simple systems to the real complicated ones that are encountered in the applications and so here here comes again the problem, the big problem of uh, of dimension of a reliable dimension reduction, because of course one cannot describe uh, complicated problems of nonlinear and complex dynamics uh, for multi multi degree of freedom systems. So one one has to move from multi degree of freedom systems but anyway devel develop a reliable reduced order model um, through which catching the most important phenomena whereas in in the field which are more hybridized in the new ones in um, in which one one deals with microsystems or nanosystem or biomechanics or artificial intelligence and so on i would say that still one what one could work on kind of archetypal multiphysic systems or archetypal multidisciplinary simple relatively simple models 
for catching some main non-linearity playing a role in those problems. What do you think in some sense? That's, yeah, that's a wonderful idea. So, I mean, um, so how do you, um, so, the, so the task is to come up with these archetypal uh, typical systems, right? So come up with a, I mean, design a, a suitable uh, sort of metaphor for the phenomenon you're exploring is a is tricky, yes. right? It's difficult. Yes, it's difficult. So, um, so, so, so the way the so maybe this gives us an opportunity to talk about dynamic reduction, on which you 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 you've shown you a lot of interest and you've done a lot of work. Where where is the dimension reduction right now? You know what what is the state of the field and where 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 does it need to go? Um, it's not easy. I mean, this started with a nonlinear normal modes kind of yes. thing, right? Um, yes, it's not. It's not easy to say, and I would say that there is no. There are different different positions. I would say that that after the the big development of nonlinear normal modes, which occurred more or less around the nineties, with the new interpretation based on the invariant manifolds techniques and so on uh, that one is a, is a well established uh, well established uh, theoretical setting which however is not yet not yet uh, fully used in the in the practice because uh, just yesterday i i reviewed i reviewed a, a nice uh, a nice review paper written by uh, by an important colleague of us who's, who still was, was saying and is saying that uh, Galerkin-based reduced order model using linear linear normal modes are the best one. Of course, really? of course, in some sense he is right because he's thinking of a very big system in which a lot of uh, a lot of degrees of freedom are taken into account and a lot of modes are likely to play some role. So in that sense it is correct still thinking of uh, the importance of uh, many linear modes and the reliability of uh, developing a reduced order model but not so reduced anyway quite a big model but if one wants to catch some essential phenomena of course one has one can have only few few degrees of freedom few modes and in that case and in that case, one should use non-linear normal modes or or other sophisticated techniques. So it depends again on the kind of kind of yeah. Uh, there are two different approaches. Yeah, kind of approaches and yeah. kind of applications one has in mind. In 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 some in some fields, in some fields in aerodynamics, in aeroelasticity, and so on. Maybe one cannot avoid uh, uh, working with finite elements and uh, having uh, large, large systems, for which uh, the, also the reduced order models based on linear modes may work well in certain condition. But um, I'm not sure one is catching 
all the nonlinear phenomena of interest or, or the main nonlinear phenomena of interest in that realm if one not uses some more sophisticated approximation, expansion, and so on. Mm -hmm. So I, I think reduced order modeling is still a very important, uh, uh, very important realm just for the reason I, I am saying, because one cannot avoid uh, dealing with large systems, but one cannot give up catching the real essence of nonlinear phenomena for those systems and this can be done only with some reliable reduced order model so i think there is still a lot a lot to be done although a lot many steps have been done in the last few years with uh, with the notions of uh, spectral some manifolds for instance and so on developed by mm. some of our best colleagues in uh, which which have shown the ability also to move from big finite element results and obtain reliable reduced order model through which catching some uh, some proper effects frequency response curves uh, uh, softening mm. or, or hardening uh, existence of mm. isola or some kind of uh, of aspect uh, complicated aspects of bifurcations and so on so again again i mean perhaps the yeah sorry i was just going to say perhaps the you know there is a uh, it's really a synthesis of these two different approaches right that's that that that's where we are landing up i think it's like both of them have their contributions to yes. make um and 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 the question is whether this low order reduced order models um so it's just an opinion that i'll tell you uh, let you comment on this that the low order reduced order models perhaps will give you enough insight that helps with these other kinds of people what in large order finite element thing that people are doing to help them guide towards you know appropriate solutions right so maybe that's maybe one way to think about that i i fully agree with you i i i'm not saying that uh, lower the reduced order model are the are the the, the way the way for uh, for the final design of a system but they are right, certainly right. the proper way for uh, for um, for catching the essence and and yes, doing yes. a kind of uh, preliminary design a kind of yes, preliminary yes. approach which can strongly yeah. help people working with uh, with with parallel computation and so on to yes, properly yes, yes. drive the analysis the big the brute force analysis to be done in the proper <laughs> yes. direction. I agree. I agree. I mean, and, and the, the point is that I think, you know, the, the low order models uh, are very satisfying. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're very, so, you know, I, 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 um, I, I'll say from the educational front um, that I, I get a little nervous that perhaps we are moving away from that level of the kind of thinking and moving into, you know, sort of this notion that I'm, I'm going to throw this, I'm going to have more and more computing power. I'm just going to throw this big model there and then it gives me something. And I believe it simply because I have a, 
you know, this large order model that I'm just, you know, throwing at a big computer, right? So I, I, I'm, I, I don't know, I could, I could be wrong, but I have a feeling that uh, the field is moving that way. There are a lot of, uh, the, in terms of education, people are not getting educated enough in the fundamental techniques. Um, enough people are not getting educated. So the, the momentum might be moving the other way. That's, uh, I feel, I, I'm, I'm fearful that it may be happening. That's, you know, so. I, 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 I'm also fear of this. I, um, many of us, maybe also you, I don't know well, but many of us uh, was, uh, um, were, were um, grew up uh, with uh, working with asymptotics asymptotics yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. recently a colleague an esteemed colleague uh, asked me uh, asked me my opinion about the the role of asymptotics and uh, and of a discipline that has been uh, has been uh, built around it even called asymptotology uh, asymptotology. <laughs> there, there, there is also an interesting book, and uh, and uh, working in this realm, a number of uh, important phenomena, for instance, in the field of wave propagation, have been caught. Yeah. And uh, he wrote me. Uh, some, uh, someone is saying that uh, this this kind of problems only. This kind of topics only make sense in uh, for historical journals, no more for technical journals. And what what is your thinking? And I am just answering him. I don't agree absolutely, of course, with them, <laughs> with this with with this point of view. Of course, asymptotics have their own limitations, and are only the first step to address non, some kind of non-linearities, yes. but are, they yes. are essential and they still play a fundamental role in giving, in catching the, 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 the main phenomena, the main problem, in giving you a proper mm. framework to interpret the huge amount of results that are provided by a big finite element computation or or, or something like this. So it's a, it's a matter of balance. It's a matter of proper balance. Not assuming a dogmatic position. Yes, yes, exactly. But that's very funny because, I mean, nobody I know who does asymptotics, me included, will ever claim that that is it. You know, they, nobody claims it. Nobody says it does everything. And they understand the limitations perfectly well, understand the limitations and the contributions it makes to essentially improving uh, insights into your physical system. And that's really what it comes down to, you know. Um, I mean, we, we got a paper turned on, you know, we have to go back and work on it again, but it was a biomedical problem because we use asymptotics because they said it, it's this, in this, in the, one of the reviewers actually said, you know, Today we have computers. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> this is often. I said. mean, maybe with that paper or other problems. We have to fix it, but um, it's very interesting because uh, it, it you know you have to make a case for it now. Uh, 
I think we have enough of our communities um, where it's safe to do that. So it's okay. It's, it's not too bad. So um, I would say that the, anyway. there are some excellent, many excellent colleagues who grew up in the computational realm and they, they, they suffer in recognizing some merits of, of asymptotic approaches to complicated yes. problems. I mean, uh, you know, we struggled with this with some, especially rotor dynamics, which is what was my focus for many, many decades. Um, starting with my PhD, in my PhD, there was, um, that's what I started out with. I started out asymptotics. And, um, uh, you know, Nefe's, using uh, Professor Nefe's book as a textbook, because I took a class from his student who landed up at Arizona State. And then, but the, my committee, I presented to the committee, they said, well, this doesn't make sense because the nonlinearity is several orders of magnitude larger than what you, your epsilon. So, but then I was making the point that I can still get, you know, demonstrate, for example, oil world and, you know, these phenomena by, with asymptotics, but that didn't make it to my dissertation because of that. So I ended up using a, like a collocation method using component mode synthesis. But you know. On the other side, we have also to recognize that not uh, that many things cannot be done with asymptotics and for instance Absolutely. for instance in uh, if one think of global dynamics i go back to the to that point yes. of course in uh, from the theoretical point of view asymptotics is still important if one thinks of manifolds of melnikov method and, and this kind of theoretical description and so on uh, yes. and, and so basic fundamentals of global dynamic, theoretical fundamentals. But if one wants to properly describe the effects of uncertainties yes. Yes. in the initial conditions, right. in the parameters, in the, in the if wrong effects of, uh, of, an, of, of a design or a modeling or so on, one of course one has to make recourse to strong computation and this has to, to be done using modern methods uh, modern computational yes, yes. methods and develop yeah. new ones absolutely this would be a good time to stop and take a breather it marks the end of part one of this conversation please be sure to tune in to nodicast episode six for a continuation of this exciting discussion. I'd like to thank Professor Rega again for a stimulating discussion. You may also want to delve into the papers we list on the show notes on the Nodicast website. Thank you. The theme music is called Dynamic. It was composed by Stephen William Cornish and was crafted for us by Neha Nararaj. Nodicast is supported by a generous grant from Springer Nature. We appreciate it very much and thank Anita Lekwani executive editor Springer for everything she's doing to support, facilitate, and publicize these podcasts. And notably, we are deeply appreciative of Professor Walter Lockarbonara, the editor-in-chief, for his enthusiastic support and encouragement. I'm C. Nataraj from Villanova University, your host of Nodicast. For more details, including links to panelists and papers, please visit the website nodicast.org. Thank you, folks, for spending the better part of the hour listening to us. Now go read some nonlinear dynamics papers, and I will see you next time. Bye bye.